Good evening, and welcome to a special extra episode of Screen Tone Club. My name is Elliot Page, and I am joined as always by my lovely co-host, Andy Hanley. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing very well. I'm I'm excited for for bonus podcasts and new new exciting things. So let's uh, let, let's get to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're recording this on the 12th of June, just as a quick note, and getting this out as soon as damn well possible. Um, and we are joined again um, by friend of the show and friend in general, uh, Mr. Evan Minto, uh, marketing director for Azuki. Um, how you doing, Evan? Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry to once again uh, bring this podcast down with my uncouth American accent. <laughs> ah, you're from New York. You know, you, you live in New York. You're close enough. You know, you just across the way. Yeah. Cool. Um, as a quick, I, I'm, I know I'm a stickler for these things, but Evan and I are former collaborators and um, frankly, good friends. And so Evan um, has been jumped on the pod as well. We did this before about a year ago and boy, has that year flown by. Um, but just as a quick catch up for any of our listeners who are new or missed the previous one, uh, can you give us the quick elevator pitch for Azuki, Evan? Yeah, so Azuki is a digital manga subscription service. Uh, We make it easy to keep up to date on your favorite manga and find new ones uh, with a single subscription that gives you access to unlimited reading on our apps on uh, iOS, Android, and web. And we are available globally except for Japan. So that includes the US and the UK and uh, basically anywhere else. Great. Thank you very much. And I know you've done a lot of work with the updates. Like I know, I believe, um, and you can correct me very quickly if I'm wrong here, but I believe you can sign up directly through the app, both on Android uh, and iOS yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Last, I guess last time we might have talked pre-launch, I can't remember. We did, yes. Shortly after. Yeah. But yeah, at launch, we didn't have that. Uh, you could sign up for a free account, but you couldn't uh, sign up for a premium account. Now uh, we have that on all three platforms. We also have uh, we have both monthly and annual plans, which we added late last year. Uh, so you can get a discount if you sign up for a whole year and a lot of other like reading and discovery features. And we're always working on new stuff. Cool. Um, so I guess in general, um, how are things going at Azuki now you're approximately a year in? Yeah, I, uh, and you know, it's still a, still a startup. So I would say we're still very much, uh, the, you know, kind of trying to grow the business and, and get more subscribers. Uh, so there, you know, we're not, I wouldn't say we're in a, a complacent place just yet, but, uh, but yeah, we, we've, we're really excited about like kind of where we're at almost, you know, almost a year in, uh, we just announced our first direct license from Japan, a series called Hikaru in the light. And we're planning to do a lot more like that. And, uh, we also have some other kind of like in flight potential, <clears throat> new content that we're looking to add. Uh, I'm, I'm much happier about where our apps are at now. And like, they're, yeah, I think we're growing and we are, uh, we're pretty happy with like the state of the, the apps and the, where the, the content is, is headed right now. So yeah, pretty good. Yeah, great. I mean, we, we the initial sort of spur of getting you on this was to talk about Hikaru in Light and Azuki's move into licensing your own content. So I want to cover a few more things before that. Um, so in the past year, have you had any particular sort of unexpected, like terrifying challenges? And I suppose on the other side, um, any pleasant surprises that have come out of the whole um, the whole experience? Hmm. I mean, the whole thing is a big, terrifying challenge because we're <laughs> running a business, uh, and that that's always scary for you know any kind of business that you're running. But uh, I, I mean, I think my answer to that question is kind of always the same, and you can see the evidence of it in the fact that we are now licensing our own 
are on manga, which is like content is the thing, right? Like the the manga itself is is really the core of it, and that is like also the biggest challenge is getting more manga. Um, and even you know we have uh, like to be upfront, we've had some fans bring this up that you know we we don't have a complete series for all of our Kodansha series. And that's, that's a licensing restriction that we have been working through. And that's, that's definitely a big challenge is kind of like getting the, all the publishers that we want to be working with and all the content that we want, like getting everybody on board for like a subscription service and, and kind of getting all the rights for that. But I think on the flip side, something that's been really positive and maybe a little bit surprising is the, response that we've gotten from fans around uh stuff like like the indie manga which mm. you know to be frank is not like those things don't have huge audiences uh compared to maybe you know some of the kodansha series but uh we kind of put them on there and we were like well you know let's hope we can get some people to read them and we've gotten like a really great response where people are like oh you should check out azuki because they've got this great stuff from glacier bay and starfruit books and as a personal big fan of their books, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I have to say we did um, we did an episode on Children of Moo Town, um, and I would likely have not have checked it out or known too much more about it um, if not for it being on Azuki. To be quite frank, frank with you, um, so that's something I'm, I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's like the ability to put that stuff alongside bigger you know more mainstream titles and kind of like nudge people to check them out because the that stuff is great i mean children of mootown is fantastic it's like a urban kind of crime drama uh pop life from starfruit books uh by minami kuta is also really really great like a sort of slice of life about this unconventional family situation yeah, there's like these kinds of things that I, I think, you know, some of the indie stuff is like really out there, right? Uh, and that might be a harder sell for for like a more mainstream manga reader. But I think there's certain stuff like I think Children of Mutan and Pop Life are good examples where those really, you could put those in front of someone who reads a lot more mainstream manga. And, you know, as long as you can get them past the hurdle of like indie manga, I don't read that stuff, right? Then I think people end up really liking them. And would you say that that's kind of having those additions to the service? Does that kind of change like the the demographics? Do you feel for the the service in terms of like you know who's who's picking it up and, and picking up a subscription? Like without getting too too deep into the weeds of like what your exact audience demographic is, do you feel it skewed a little differently as a result of having that and not just being you know kind of all the the big hitters all the time? Uh Sort of. I, it, that's a really good question and highlights something that I think is also interesting about Azuki, which is like, well, I think we, we currently have a mix of different audiences because uh, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think we do have like, uh, I think that there are a little bit of separate audiences. So there's like the people reading like Eden Zero, which you can see if you look at our popular carousel is like a consistently, you know, top five title on Azuki. Uh, and I think some of those people are exploring stuff like Children of Mootown and Pop Life, but I think they are maybe like so, somewhat different groups, right, with a bit of overlap. Uh, but I think overall, it's kind of skewed a bit in that we have a mix of, you know, we 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 have a subset of people who are like really interested in the in the indie stuff that is, I think, where it's probably overrepresented on our service compared to others. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But, but we definitely used to have people who like read a ton of those, like, you know, the, we have four weekly shonen magazine simulpubs from Kodansha 
that like would get a lot of people showing up to read those and read stuff like uh, Grand Blue Dreaming. So it's not like Azuki's not like an indie manga only service or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's kind of the, the balance of kind of serving those those different audiences, and and that's I guess the joy of that kind of service, you know, much like any sort of streaming platform, you know, you can have like the big hits can sometimes help to to serve some of the smaller indie yeah. stuff, and you know, and you can kind of cross pollinate those audiences. But no, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I suppose if you've got a subscription, it's an e- it's a much easier sell because there's no like existing or new fresh cost barrier so you know you can get someone turning up for eden zero and you can kind of sidle in and say hey how about reading this manga about ennui and living on an estate (laughs) and you don't even have to buy the physical book from america to read it (laughs) so um yeah that that to me was like what got me really excited about azuki before we even launched was uh yeah that idea of having a wide range of different manga from different publishers and things and not having to ask yourself each time you try something whether it's worth it to buy that book because you've kind of already paid for the access to the whole thing, which is like any streaming service, right? Like that's that's what made Netflix so cool. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's been one of the interesting things, like just in terms of our podcast, you know, and, and, and you see this across, you know, video games with stuff like Game Pass as yeah, well, yeah. where like the, 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 the discussion about should you read something or not or should you play something or not, gets completely skewed because stuff where you say, well, you know, you maybe wouldn't want to pay, you know, seven quid to pick up a volume of this and be disappointed. If it's there as part of an a la carte subscription, then that changes the the numbers. It changes the math so that you can say, no, like if you've got this subscription, check it out, see, see what you think of it. And, and it's, it's, only, it's, really... it's only time, not money. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a really interesting kind of change to the whole way you consider, you know, consuming content because you're not having to make those the same kind of, you know, financial judgments every time. Plus, it has the benefit over Game Pass of not constantly using up all the space on your hard drive. Well, I think with Game Pass, you still install a lot of the games, right? I don't think exactly. All- yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, well, you're saying I, compared to Game Pass? Yeah, yeah. 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 There's the benefit of being able to stream it rather than going, "Oh man, I just downloaded 120 gig for something I didn't like." What the? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so, um, I mean, you mentioned you touched on it before in regards to Kadansha and such. So, how has the process for adjusting chapter availability for the ongoing series been going? Um, I know you mentioned that you know you get some audience sort of pushback, but I wondered if you just had any anything else to mention about that. Uh, you're talking about for like simulpubs or yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think they're all kind of under the same general category of just uh, Konancha has a policy for streaming services in general about what manga they make available, and uh, I I probably can't give too much detail there because it's a lot of just behind the scenes us talking mm. to them and figuring out what their policy is and what what other avenues are available and and what their priorities are as a publisher so like it's a lot of negotiations that i can't really talk about other than just to say that like we have been talking to them since even before launch uh, trying to figure it out and kind of match our priorities with theirs that's fair that's that's yeah that's very fair so right onto the onto the big thing that i know we're both quite excited to go talk about so publishing mangreen house um well, yeah. this is not a video medium. You can't see me doing jazz hands here. Um, <laughs> but how did this come about? Like, was this always the plan for Azuki? Or was this like, maybe not so obvious as a happy accident, but just something that felt natural and came along? How did that come about? Uh, nobody's asked that question yet. Uh, yeah, it was basically always the plan. We just weren't public about it. We didn't want to like make promises about it and then have it take too long and have people kind of 
be disappointed, right? So we wanted to sort of under promise over deliver. So we were always planning on doing this and we kind of had been poking around at it since even since around like launch or a little before it, but needed to kind of get all our, we needed to get the, the service itself in order, right? And kind of like figure out what we were doing for production uh, and also like build publisher relationships. So we kind of, you know, it, it took almost a year, but we did get to the point where we had enough of a foundation where we were like, okay, we can do this. And honestly, I think we, I forget when we signed the contract on Hikaru in the Light, but it was also like kind of, uh, it was signed for a while. Uh, so it's it's been a couple months and we were just silently doing production on it so that we could like get ahead on it before we did the announcement. Mm. So what has the process for licensing the li- licensing um, titles for yourselves been like? Is this Was it kind of an outgrowth of um, the existing work you were doing or is it a whole new kettle of fish to worry about? It's a whole new thing. Yeah, because we're, <laughs> because we're licensing directly from Japan and all these other relationships are with English publishers, mostly US publishers. So this was like going to Japan, right? Like and talk, not going to Japan physically because of COVID, but <laughs> virtually going to Japan, talking to people in Japan via email and, and video calls and things like that. And uh, yeah, it was like building a whole new set of relationships. To be honest, I have a lot of relationships in the English language industry, but not as many in Japan. So that was like a little bit of starting, starting over, right? In terms of building those up. And get you know got some introductions from people on the U.S. side to help get uh, you know get closer to that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like there's more detail I can answer there, but it's uh, I think it's pretty similar to my knowledge to how you know manga licensing works for for print and ebook publishing, uh, with the only exception that uh, not everybody's ready for streaming yet. You know, so it does mm-hmm. uh, somewhat narrow the choices, and we have to kind of make a pitch not just for licensing to us but licensing to a streaming service which is an additional hurdle i, I, I was gonna say I, I guess that sort of leans into a, a question you know having seen sort of you know j novel club with their own sort of subscription service where they also you know put out print copies of popular series they also you know put out completed volumes of stuff you know in a more traditional format is that something that's on the cards or something that you would consider or are you very kind of laser focused on the the current subscription model and that's kind of you know that's going to be what 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 powers this moving forward like i have a pretty diplomatic answer to that which is <laughs> nothing is off the table but right now we are focused on digital and and publishing on azuki specifically hmm. uh but that's yeah that's stuff that you know I wouldn't rule it out. That stuff could happen in the future, but it's all about, you know, similar to kind of where we started, where we weren't doing our own licenses. Uh, you know, we have, we have to get everything kind of working well at each layer before we can really expand to, you know, something like print is maybe the, you know, a, a later potential direction we could go if everything's working. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is absolutely the don't run before you can walk kind of right, uh, right. arguments, but so no, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Do you have like a particular? Does Suzuki have a particular goal in terms of licensing t- new titles, um, like X titles per year, or is it a kind of take it as it comes sort of? We don't have like a specific goal that we're announcing for how many titles, because it really is going to depend on what we can get, right, uh, and what we have the money for, to be honest. But we are looking to get more. And I can I can tell you we have some stuff that's already kind of inked and uh, hoping to announce soon. But uh, yeah, not a specific number. I will say in terms of kind of the 
this isn't exactly what you asked, but I know that some people are curious about this, like what kind of stuff we're licensing or what the sort of strategy is. Uh, we're, we are still kind of pretty broad and, and sort of, you know, trying to hit a couple different audiences and, and see what people like. But generally, we are looking to get stuff that we can release either as a simulpub or like we can serialize because we kind of found that that fans really like uh, and, and we really like the, that experience of kind of coming back every week and having new stuff to read. Um, so we kind of want to maintain that with our own licenses of, you know, like we have the Konancha simulpubs and we want to have more stuff like that where you're getting like the latest chapter from Japan. Yeah, more of a ongoing sort of like mm-hmm. hose of content rather than the, um, I suppose, I would say Netflix, but they change their mind thing by thing, but rather than just dumping it and saying, here you go, and then running off. <laughs> so, Yeah, and, and, and I mean, in terms of that, is, is there any sort of specific strategy in terms of the the type of content in terms of genres, etc.? Or is it a pretty kind of open-minded, just, you know, seeing what's available and kind of, again, almost going back to what we talked about of, big hitting titles versus you know indie stuff and sort of the interesting audience you brought up is it kind of is there less sort of specificity in terms of what you kind of want to bring to the service for for original titles i think it's it is pretty general still but the one thing that i am generally kind of telling people that we're leaning toward i wouldn't say this is like a, a promise that we would never do anything outside of this is uh just trying to get stuff that it, you're not super likely to find elsewhere so there's mm. there's some genres like you know big shonen action stuff or like isekai that are uh pretty well represented right in other places and uh i you know i think you can expect we would get some of that but uh we're also really trying to focus on getting like things like like hikaru in the light is something that's like a little outside of of you know the the kind of fads or the big popular genres and we want to be able to provide that kind of stuff that you can't really get elsewhere or you know it's harder to find elsewhere yeah yeah that's uh that, that makes sense and i mean that's uh, especially for readers for listeners rather to this podcast that's probably exactly the kind of thing that's catnip for them because there's always always looking for something a little bit different and not just the the, the big hits and the sort of you know the, the beloved genre of the moment yeah that's not to say indie though right i mean indie uh would be cool and and that could happen also but like hikaru in the light is a futabasha title so that's not an indie series right it's just yeah. a, it's a little it's not like the, the most in vogue genre exactly right but it is uh it's definitely still from a, a pretty big publisher yeah yeah exactly so talking about hikaru in the light um so I mean, uh, it was there a particular reason you picked this title. Did it kind of just jump out at you when you were deciding? Um, who, uh, I suppose, also another sort of side question to that is who who is the one who had to pull the trigger and say this one? We're getting this one. Yeah, that's me. So I'm the licensing director. <laughs> it's your baby. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. So Hikaru was, you know, part of. I mean, for, what we do for licensing is we just pour through a million different series from. We usually kind of focus on a publisher that we're trying to build a relationship with and just like read everything that they're putting out recently and see what what we feel like sticks. And yeah, we were kind of pouring through stuff from Futabasha and I came across Hikaru and I liked, I mean, it was one of the things that personally appealed to me just from a gut feeling perspective is like, Honestly, I'm not the biggest idol guy personally, but I still liked it. And that was like a very good sign. <laughs> it was like, okay, if I'm, if I'm into this, that's a good, that, that means there's something here. 
Uh, and yeah, I kind of, one of the things that I really liked about it was that it was, it's, it's a story about idols, but it's, it kind of is uses, it uses, uses a story about kind of trying to become an idol to, to really be about like finding your passion and chasing that. And it, it has almost like a sports manga style thing going on or, or like similar to other things that are about like. Uh, learning music or learning, I mean, like something like Chihaya Fudu, right? Like discovering this passion for Karuta. Uh, so it's really about that kind of like finding your passion and self-improvement and that kind of stuff. And it, it's very like grounded in that way, which I really enjoy. So it's, you know, as a musician, I think it, it appeals to me also. Um, yeah. And I really like my Matsuda's art as well. She's got like this really charming character design style. So kind of the personal growth aspect rather than it just being like Kira Kira Idols, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's, Although, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with those series on their own, but you know, sometimes you want something a little different. <laughs> some so, without without saying anything bad about like idol series, because you know, they, they can be a lot of fun. Like uh some of them are are, you know, a little bit feel like they're from the perspective of the audience. And Hikaru is very much from the perspective of these girls trying to become idols. And so it's really about like their lives and how they kind of balance their self-image against it. Uh, as a quick, as a more dry sort of thing, how how long is the series? Um, it's ongoing. So okay. uh, it's got uh, third volumes coming out soon in Japan. Uh, and yeah, it's still ongoing. It only started back in November 2021, if I'm remembering mm. the exact date correctly. So we were definitely like trying to get grab something pretty pretty new uh i mean I, I think when we signed it it was like it was even newer because it was closer to november i think it only had like one volume out basically yeah okay that's cool yeah that's the, no i think that's a good I, I think well telling you how to suck eggs here man but like um it's, it sounds good that you're getting something with a few volumes under its belt <laughs> um, and, but also isn't like 26 or something ridiculous so that sounds good oh, yeah that could be that, that that kind of stuff could be tough. We, we're not ruling it out for licensing, but yeah, long stuff. Uh, you know, it's harder for print, but it's still hard for digital. It's still a lot of stuff to translate. Oh yeah, you still got to get everyone involved. You know, lettering, editing, translating, everything else. Like who? Um, so sorry, as a quick tangent on that, has it been much of a shift in your um, in your internal processes? Is like getting getting all these ducks in a row with um, you know doing the manga yourself? Because as you say, you've been before then you've been working with other publishers who one would assume already have things in a already can provide you with the files. Right. So has that yeah. been much of a shift for Azuki? Uh, it it definitely has. So we did not expand the the in-house team uh in order to do this so like we we still are have the same number of em employees it's just our five founders and what we did is people are just doing double duty on stuff which is kind of what we we're doing before we just added more duties so now it's like triple duty more hats uh, yeah so i in addition to my regular marketing duties i'm also the brand manager for hikaru in the light so i managed the you know i like wrote the the synopsis and and managed all the approvals and also managed like the the cover design process. I didn't do the design, but I like hired the cover designer and gave the feedback and did all that stuff. Our cover designer is Arbash Mukal. I love the cover and the logo for Hikaru, so I just want to give him credit. And uh, the the one that I think is the most like the best example of like how much the the double duty stuff is is happening is that the, the production manager, and she doesn't credit herself as this, but effectively the editor of Hikaru in the Light is, uh, is Adela Chang, who is our iOS developer, right? <laughs> everybody's everybody's kind of wearing a bunch of hats. And uh, 
And she is like, you know, that might sound kind of weird to be like, oh, an iOS developer is editing the manga, but uh, she's great at it. She's, she has experience doing manga production in the past, and she's a really good editor for the series. And that's, you know, that's what you need at a startup is you need people who can, who can do that, who can like excel in multiple areas at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- de- definitely. Been been there, done that. Versatility is, uh, is is a very important skill when you have a small a small team that you're working with. Yeah, so it's definitely. I mean, it, you know, that does mean taking some time away from other things, which is like why we needed to get certain other stuff out the door, right? Like, I think it would be hard to add in-app payments in iOS and Android while producing manga. Uh, so like that kind of thing was important to get in the apps before we started doing all of this stuff. God, that sounds like a nightmare of a Gantt chart to look at. Um, to uh, be. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of hardcore prioritization and being like, you know, is, is, do we have to do this this week? Can we punt this and focus on this other thing? Right. It's, uh, it's definitely crazy. <laughs> Yeah, as you say, it's important to have like a very flexible and willing team to uh, go through that. I suppose also I should I should like facilitate the other crossover slash conflict of interest statement here in that I believe Andy, you helped with producing a trailer for Hikaru in the Light. Yes, yes, in- indeed, yes. We- we've uh, been kind of g- given a little uh, assistance by our, uh, our designer Cat Hall to, to create a-, a motion trailer, which uh, yeah, all involved are very proud of. It's a really cool little little trailer and. It's it's been a wonderful convergence of my various lives of just mm. like help him assisting with that and also yeah obviously what what I do here for Screen Tone Club so it's it's all become one beautiful circle. Uh, the trailer is so good. We're so happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's available on. Forgive me, I'm going to sound like I'm taking you guys' jobs, but it's on the socials. It's on Twitter. I I saw it on Twitter myself. Yeah, we posted um, it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and it's also on YouTube. So if you look up Hikaru in the Light," you'll find the official trailer there. Yeah, I. This is a tangent, but man, those the, the little motion trailers. I mean, you'll see them, um, especially like obviously from Japanese publishers. You'll see them kind of cross the boundary and appear on Twitter because um, that's where I live mostly. Um, but those are something that I always find very fascinating because. I don't know, like speaking entirely only for myself, I can go extremely hot or cold on them depending on like the level of detail. Like I've seen some before for like um, Chainsaw Man, big fan of Chainsaw Man, as you know. And I remember seeing a, a manga sort of trailer for that and being like, yeah, this is totally the Chainsaw Man. Like this is as manic as that stupid show, that stupid series is. Um, but yeah, I wonder if we'll ever see more of those in like the Western speaking world. I mean, Viz does, Viz does a lot of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. We used we definitely use Viz as like a an inspiration <laughs> for making our own. Um, but yeah, we I mean it's very cool to be able to make one at our scale, which is like you know thank you Andy for all the help <laughs> in being able to do that. Uh, you know to do that for our very first series is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, no, yeah. it's been it's been 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 good to good to good to see and good to hear that it's been uh, been well received. And and to be fair, like also having worked on it, it, it did. It made it all, all, all the happier that we get to cover the series on the podcast. They're like, oh, this kind of looks in my wheelhouse. Like, is there's something of an idle guy? I, I can I can get behind this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 have um, <laughs> we have a review copy. Thank you, um, Evan. But mm-hmm. we're going to be we're, we're recording our episode on it next week, um, just because um, due to other life priorities hitting us both, <laughs> and so we'll be a little behind. Because this actually, I should we should I should say the important part up here. Um, but Hikaru in Light releases um, at the time of recording tomorrow, so the thirteenth. Am I right there? That's right. Yes. yes After one will be available on the thirteenth. We'll be releasing a new chapter every week. 
And so the review copy you have is, is ahead of the, you know, by the time you release it, you will still be reviewing chapters that aren't out yet in English. Uh, which is fine. We we don't have an embargo on it. God, we could we, be absolute nightmares of spoilers, couldn't we? Oh no, we're not going to do that. I swear. <laughs> oh God, putting a lot of you're putting a lot of faith in this man. <laughs> well, yeah, I sent those review copies to people I trust. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in a sucker. <laughs> oh, thank you. So um, that's great. Um, thank you. So I I understand this this might be another diplomatic answer, um, but do you have any plans you can share for like year two plus of Azuki? Oh boy! I mean, more manga is the big thing. Uh, and that, <laughs> oh, good! <laughs> that sounds great. That's, like, that's <laughs> not a very—that's not much of an answer. Uh, I will say for people, you know, some people might be curious what, where our focus is going to be, and like, uh, you know, I, I think a big focus for us is going to be those like first-party licenses that we're translating ourselves. Uh, you know, you'll you'll be seeing a lot more of those, uh, but that doesn't mean that we're abandoning the like relationships with with US publishers so we're still looking to expand those and find new partners and you know even if it's just filling out catalog stuff like we want to have that want to have that new stuff to read coming in every week and then we also want to have like an expanding bunch of stuff for you to read once you're all caught up right and like have your your backlog to go into beyond that i mean there's a lot of features we want to add I think, yeah, like year two, I, w- I would hope that we would be able to really expand like the reader features. Um, there's definitely some stuff like, uh, I-, I guess I won't, I-, I was thinking about saying it. I'm not going to reveal all the features, but there's, there's one particular feature that we've got a lot of, res- a lot of requests for that we are hoping to add. I don't want to make promises that I can't deliver on <laughs> by okay. saying like, it'll be out this year, but yeah. <laughs> No worries. I mean, um, at the risk of opening you, opening you up to the floodgate, um, but do, is there any kind of like recommended way people can make those suggestions or recommend or requests? Oh, yes. Yeah. No, we, we absolutely want those requests. Yeah. So uh, you can always just like tweet at us or, you know, just comment on a social media post. But the best way to send feedback is uh, if you go on the site, and I believe both of the apps have this, uh, at the bottom at the footer of the site, there's a support link. And we have a support a support website there where you can send in tickets, and we read all of those, and uh, we respond to most of them. We we respond to all of the ones that are like reporting a bug for sure. Uh, but even if you're just you know asking for a feature, I think we uh, I think our CEO actually handles that, so I think he will generally respond to them. And we we definitely read all of them and and take them into account when we're like when we're doing that prioritization, right? What feature should we build this week? Okay. Um, you've kind of, yeah, you've kind of covered a bunch of the other things I was going to mention there in your answer there. Is there anything, any other questions I, you think I've missed, Andy? No, no, I think that's pretty much it for all the, the stuff that we wanted to grill you about. So I, I think it's it's more an opportunity to cede the floor to you for anything that you want to say to our audience. And obviously, this is a great place to put in all of, all of the plugs that you haven't already mentioned or to mention them again. So uh, I, we, we, shall, we shall cede the floor to you for a moment. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, just the top line thing is go to azuki.co, A-Z-U-K-I dot C-O to check out Azuki on the web and sign up. And you can also download the apps on the iOS app store and the Google Play store on Android. And you can sign up in there as well. We have the the annual plan available on all three apps. And uh, you're, I mean, we didn't really get into this, but like, 
uh, you know, basic feature you expect that we just, you know, not everybody uh, always always has this for for their manga platforms is you sign up in one place and your your account and all of your reading history and everything is is shared correctly across all the apps and you know you can you can sign up on web and then download it on your your iPad and your Android phone and 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 kind of read seamlessly across all of them. Uh, in terms of stuff coming out soon that you should check out. We, uh, we've got Hikaru in the Light coming out on June 13th. Uh, that's the, the first chapter. And then you can follow along every week, every Monday. We'll have new chapters. We also just announced the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting Volume 4. We'll, uh, we'll be out on June 17th. So we've got a, a week, you know, a couple weeks of, like, of releases coming out here. And uh, that is Early Access. That, that's our partnership with Kaiten Books. So the... Uh, that volume will be available on the June 24th on other platforms, but it's exclusively available for Azuki Premium members uh, on, on June 17th. So you'll have a whole week to read it before anybody else. And it, it'll still be up after that if you don't get to it by then. Um, and uh, there's also When Pink Rain Falls 2, which is the follow-up to the Boys Love one-shot uh, published by Starfruit Books, created by... Uh, by the indie creator Yoyu. So this uh, the sequel, it's not really a one shot anymore, but it's sort of it's not quite an ongoing series. So I don't it, calling it a second chapter is a little bit of a stretch. But uh, but the 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 part two of When Pink Rain Falls is uh, I, I think we don't have the exact date yet, but it, it is in the coming weeks. Uh, we're going to be announcing that very shortly, and you can read the first chapter of it on Azuki right now. It's a really sweet. Uh, boys love story about a about a guy who is really into flower arranging and, and finds like a kindred spirit at a local flower shop. And I know a lot of folks have been reading and enjoying that on Azuki. Uh, that's so. Those are the three big things coming out soon. We have big announcements coming out uh, at Anime Expo on uh, I think it's July fourth is our panel. It's the Monday of Anime Expo. Uh, so look out for announcements coming out then. Great. Yeah, the, the recently scandalized Anime Expo, I suppose. Oh, yeah. We were not happy about the no vaccine mandate policy. And thankfully, they switched it back. So now it is uh, going to be much safer to attend Anime Expo. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, although I am not attending, I was certainly um, pleased to see them kind of correct course quite quickly on that myself. Um, yeah, so. we, we, have, we have a booth at the convention. So we were, you know, pretty worried about... Uh, the potential of of unvaccinated untested people wandering around the convention yeah for sure that sounds great thank you evan um i, I must admit i uh, to to kind of pop in my own little recommendation um is that yeah i i'm a big i'm a fan of the yakuza's baby guide to babysitting and now slightly scared that i have lost so much of my sense of time that fourth volume is coming out i last time i blinked i was on the second one so i'm already behind that happens um, to me all the time yeah yeah, yeah. And also, there's the there's the entire run of the, my dad's the queen of all VTubers, yes, um, which is all out on the app um, and is very good for you or your friend who is addled by those dang VTubers. Um, it is so funny. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah, we have the whole thing, all three volumes up on Azuki, and the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting has an anime coming out on July seventh. So it's the perfect time to read. All four volumes on Azuki when the fourth one comes out on June 17th. <laughs> there we go. That's great. No, I'm, that sounds grand. I need to catch up on that, man. So, yeah, um, unless there's anything else, Andy, or anything else you want to mention, Evan? No, nothing from me. 
Cool. Uh, follow us on social media. I forgot to mention our handles. Read Azuki. That's the uh, that's the the handle on all three on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we also technically have we do have a Twitch channel, so you should follow us there. I forgot to mention that. Twitch.tv slash Read Azuki. And uh, we do occasional live streams on there with, actually, we have a VTuber. Yeah, I was so. about to say, yeah, you have an avatar. Well, I wasn't sure if it's an avatar or a VTuber, but you do have a, a spokesperson. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she's, like, she's our mascot. We had her as like, you know, some little illustrations on the site. Her name is Taro-chan. And we created a VTuber uh, model for her. And one of our team members does the, uh, you know, performs the character. And it's... Uh, it's great. It's uh, we've done some live readings. We are planning to do Hikaru in the Light live reading as well, and probably do. We'll probably follow along with the series with the live readings. So that'll be a fun way to kind of interact with other fans. Uh, so you know, follow us on Twitch, and you'll get notifications when we go live. We're also hoping to do beyond live readings, maybe some other, maybe some interviews, some other kind of stuff on there. So definitely stay tuned for that. Complete, um, complete curveball question, I suppose. Um, do you have any plans to like um, kind of collaborate with any other VTubers um, down the pipe? <laughs> uh, I'd like to, but yeah, I, I would say, I mean, yes, we are, we are trying to do that and, and interested in doing that, but like, I don't have anything planned that I can tell you a date yeah. for or anything. Yeah, no worries. I just had like a rather scary sort of memory flash of when a number of the like English language um, VTubers were working and doing live reads of of like light novels, um, which I did not. Well, they, I did not still do a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people still doing that. Like, and uh, Kaiten Books did that for the Yakuza's Guide to No, not Yakuza uh, for uh, VTubers. My dad's the queen of all VTubers. They worked with a VTuber. To oh, that's too many layers of meta. Oh. I know, but of course, right? It's like right up their alley. Yeah, I think that's also why I like that series is it's both like loving, but also knows how to poke fun. So it it straddles that line. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I've I've always been, I've not ever, I'm not really the biggest VTuber dude, but I've always found that fascinating. It's like, wow, that's really, that's really interesting as a way of engagement. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway, I'm just rambling now. Um, So yeah, um, thank you ever so much, Evan, for taking time out of your day. I know that, um not as bad as it once was but we still have the the time zones to straddle um so thank you very much for taking time out of your um sunday morning for uh, to entertain us and the listeners yeah for sure thanks for having me great no, talking. that's great that's great and so yeah i'll just do the quick close down for our old little thing so yeah you can find us at our website screentone.club where you can find all of our previous episodes um this will be publicly available of course um we have a patreon if you want to listen to bonus episodes which is available at patreon.com forward slash screentone club where you get bonus episodes you can vote on what we cover in those bonus episodes and i can even give you shout outs on episodes if you so wish um and sign up at the appropriate tier uh, we're also on twitter at screen tone club uh, as for myself um, i'm elliot page i'm at elliot page on twitter um constantly confused for the actor of the same name and mostly just <laughs> picture, posting pictures of my cats uh cat even singular and andy how about you yeah you can find me on twitter at hannah's 1979 uh, where you can you can visualize a part of this podcast and check out pictures of, uh, of my newly decorated office um, and also bemoan the fact that I'm not confused for anybody, so I'm just here all by myself, being 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 me. <laughs> can I can I interject to pro- actually? Pl- I forgot to plug anything about me. No, go I ahead. I was, about, I was about to lead into you, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I also have a Twitter account. So I'm uh, at Vamptvo, V-A-M-P-T-V-O. That's my personal account where I say things that do not represent Azuki or its affiliates. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, also I, I do a podcast, the Gamers podcast, anigamers.com uh, to check that out. Yeah, grand. So yeah, thank you very so much, Evan. Um, and we'll let you get on with the rest of your day. Yeah, thanks. Later. Cheers. Right.